You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hello, and welcome to the Serve Strong, Finish Strong podcast on the Mission Matters Podcast Network. This is a place for those in their 40s and 50s trying to navigate the rough waters of uncertainty and into their 60s and 70s. I'm Scott. And I'm your host, and I'm glad you're aboard as we embark on another episode together. Have you ever been at a crossroads and you simply don't know which way to turn? Maybe you've made the wrong decision in the past and you're a little gun shy. Or maybe you just doubt yourself after all these years. My guest has been there and has joined the podcast to share his story. His name is Nelson Whitmer. He's one of nine children, father of three boys, husband, business owner of a family business nearly 85 years in the making, exalter and encourager by nature. He's a 50-something, a real estate investor, and a long-term client of mine. Nelson, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Scott. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. Now, I'm going to give the listeners a little backstory about our relationship. We formally met back in December of 2015. We were both going through some pretty rough times in our own respective lives, And just that was what drew us together, I think. Shortly after that, you hired me as a business coach and consultant. And then in 2017, we embarked on a five-year life coaching plan. We called it your 1522 plan, which was your birthday in 22, five years after 2017. Now, a five-year plan is quite an undertaking. So I want the listeners to hear from you what it was like for you before, during, and now after that five-year plan. So let's begin with before the plan. What was life like? Okay. Yeah. So before I had the plan and we worked through that together, I was going through some real transition in my business. I have a large family, as you mentioned, and I had an 80-something-year-old father that I was in business with. I'm the third generation. And I had a lot to deal with thinking through his transitioning out of the business. It was amazing that he was still there at 80 and doing as well as he was, but it was time to think about that transition and also about the multiple businesses we had. And I was coming to a crossroads in my life, really making sure that I was following my passion and my calling. And as my sons were growing older, starting to think about what does that mean as I approach 50? And so I was at a kind of a crossroads where I needed to bring some structure to my life and some planning to move forward in the best way possible for myself and my family and my fathers and my brothers and sisters, feeling responsibility for all of that. And we were able to sell a part of our business in 2017. And that kind of gave me the springboard to think about, okay, what's next? You're an exalter and an encourager by nature. You are not a detail person. Well, you use the word planning and structure. Needed to get some structure and planning into my life. What was really driving you for the need for some sort of structure? You know, Scott, I always in my life had been able to think on my feet and kind of adapt. And I think that is that's been an asset for me. I am a big picture thinker, an entrepreneur, an encourager, and I like to build consensus. And so those are the things that come easy to me. But I was feeling like I needed to get more direction and more consistency in my life going forward if I was going to be the best possible version of myself for myself and my family going forward. And so I needed some help with that. And so I don't, it's not that I dislike detail. 
I like to have it. I just like somebody else to compile it for me. <laughs> so probably early on, you pictured uh, or you find me as a detail person and uh, felt sorry for me and uh, thought maybe <laughs> you could help me. Right. So we get into this five-year plan, right? And we were going 90-day sprints. So a five-year plan based on three-month periods is 20 90-day sprints. Let's say in the midst of this five-year plan, did it go according to plan? Did Were there adjustments along the way? Yeah, so the five-year plan was very eye-opening for me. And I just learned so much about myself. You know, we worked in, I had five specific areas I wanted to work in, spiritual, financial, physical, being health relational and vocational. I wanted to work in all of those areas. And I found, you know, through doing this 90-day sprints that I could pick two or three or maybe four of those that I thought were the most important that were going to advance my plan if I would just get these two or three things addressed. And I couldn't handle more than that at a time because of the whirlwind. So I had to focus on a couple items to work on. And I found out when I did that, the other things would follow along and or it would accelerate. And my story about the lifeline, I could tell that story at some point even, but that plan was my lifeline, my cable I hold on to and advance as I went. Go ahead and tell that story because that really illustrates this idea of going through a plan in the midst of the whirlwind. Right. And it's like a cable week after week right. is like hand over hand, pulling yourself towards something you really, really right. want in the midst of the whirlwind. So share a little bit about that story. Sure. My son, Alec, was a senior in high school. And as a senior at his school, he was required to do a senior project. He came to me one evening and said, Dad, for my senior project, I want to get certified as a scuba diver. Will you do that with me? I was in my 40s. I'd always wanted to do that. Never really had the desire or the time. But if I was going to do it as a project with my son, I said, yes, let's do it. So we went through the required training online and in the swimming pool. And then as part of our training, we were required to do an underwater training session. We went to a quarry in Western Pennsylvania. And when we showed up at the quarry with all of our gear, it was Alex, my son, and I and our instructor. I note we arrived there and the local fire department was during doing search and rescue training. So they were in doing all kinds of things in this quarry and they had it really stirred up. So the water was extremely cloudy and murky. And there was a rope leading from the shore going down into the water. And the instructor said, you know, you just need to get your gear on and we're going to follow that rope hand over hand down in until we get deeper. And we were probably 25 feet under water and we would do our training there. My son, Alex, who was always the adventurer, was often going down that rope before I knew what hit me. I was to follow him down with the instructor coming behind me. It wasn't long after I broke the surface that panic started to set in. I could not, literally could not see in front of my face. The water was so cloudy and murky and I got claustrophobic and I had, I got hit by a little bit of panic right there. And it all went through my mind. Should I just quit? <laughs> Save my life. <laughs> but then I thought, Alex is going down. He won't know I'm gone. What's the instructor going to do? So what I did was I focused on that rope that was in front of me that I could see, and I just went hand over hand and followed that rope down. And it probably wasn't as long a time as it seemed, but eventually I got through the murkiness down into clear water and was able to see in front of me. There I saw Alex in front, and I was able to continue on and do the training, and we accomplished what we had set out to do. 
Hmm. So, and you know, just thinking about that later as we work together, that is just such a good illustration of what it's like when you have a whirlwind and there's so many things coming at you. You can't even see or sometimes know what decision to make next. Panic can even set in in life in that. But if you can focus on your cable, your lifeline, something that gives you that consistency that you know that you can hold on to, follow that and that's going to clear up for you. It's going to get you out of that whirlwind. And so I've just, I've used that illustration and reference in my life to think about when things get crazy. So what a beautiful story. You're referring to that rope as the only thing that you had in front of you to do. It was the thing to do. Everything was laser focused on that rope. And as we get it, as we talk about the five-year plan, these actions that you were taking in the 90-day sprints were just like that rope. And having that story helped you in the midst of the whirlwind when things happened that you didn't predict and kind of threw you off, you were able to get right back into the game and basically go through that whole five years. Would you consider that five years a success? What Did it? everything happen the way you anticipated? Because five years out, we don't know what's going to happen after this podcast, right. let alone right. five years. Right. You know, I, I would say it's an overwhelming success because it didn't go exactly the way I planned and because I was able to adapt, but I had my locus of control, right? So I was able to stay on track, pick the two or three things each sprint, reevaluate after 90 days, look at what was the next most important couple of things that I needed to accomplish. And if things got crazy and things did get crazy along that five-year path, things happened that you cannot control. And at some point, you're just willing, you just want to say, I give up. I'm going to walk away. This is too hard. But you can say, but I've got one or two or three things that I really need to work on this month that I can accomplish mm-hmm. or the sprint. And that helps you accomplish something, gives you that moment of success that you can build on. And you can then focus back on your plan. The whirlwind will settle down. Mm-hmm. things will work out, especially if you have a focused plan that you're working through. And that's where I feel most success in that five-year plan. Now, you and I know this story about someone coming to you about a speaking, going through a, a speaking class. One of the aspirations that you had had when we started was to be a speaker. And I talk a lot about when I'm working with clients, how, how powerful it is to have focus on something because it, this drawing to you opportunities because you're focused. It's the law of attraction. The law of attraction. Yes. And it's because you can't help, but just be what you're trying to accomplish and hear that people pick up on that. There was someone who came to you and said something about an opening in a speaking engagement. Can you share that? Yeah. So you and I had shared that one of my aspirations was, you know, to be, have an opportunity to be a mentor to folks and do some speaking and sharing to share the lessons I've learned through time. And I'm sure that I had shared that desire with several people. And out of that came an invitation to join a a high level executive speaking class. And it was a 
really an opportunity for me and a, and a wonderful experience to learn even some of the technical things and in, in the delivery and in the time it takes to prepare and how do you practice and intonation and all of those things. And so, again, because that is what I'm focused on, those opportunities have arrived. Yeah. So that that's that was a that was a great opportunity for me. Right. Now, everything that you thought in January of 2017 that you where you wanted to be in January of 2022, did everything come out the way you wanted it? Everything came out the way it was meant to. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I wanted everything that I didn't know to want everything when I started. Some things were different than I thought they might be. As we worked through it and made adjustments along the way, I realized that some of the goals and aspirations I had were inadequate or maybe not. Maybe they just needed a 10 degree shift. And so I was able to adapt. And again, the plan accelerates. So when you laser focus on two or three things, you are able to accomplish way more than if you tried to focus on a dozen or 15 things. Because a lot of those things are accomplished alongside and come along with you. And if you're going hand over hand over that rope, it starts coming to you. You're not just on the journey. It accelerates. And so I accomplished some things I didn't even plan. Wow. Now, there are some things I planned that I didn't accomplish because I chose not to. Life took a different turn for me. Hmm. There are some things that weren't maybe fully accomplished in the way I thought they were because the timing wasn't right. So I'm working on those now in my next plan. So we identified what were Rocket Booster wants. Wants that at the beginning of the five-year plan were what we thought we wanted to get into. But once you started to pursue them, they got you up into orbit high enough that you could see a better perspective. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. they dropped off like a Rocket Booster. It got you into orbit. It did right. its course. It's done. We let go and move on. So it wasn't a sense of failure. It was a sense of adjustment. Right. No, I, I agree completely. And other things I learned about myself, I still can only manage a certain level of detail and not feel overwhelmed by that detail. Mm -hmm. So I learned that I need guardrails more than a high level detailed plan. So my guardrails were those three or four things and pretty macro level measurables, not my minutiae. I was able to move a lot faster through my plan than if I was having to do, you know, paragraphs of reporting on my accomplishments. I just wouldn't do that and I would be bogged down. So I learned that about myself more specifically in executing this plan. You talk about discovering that it's okay to own your own entity. Talk more about that. I mean, you struggle as a family business participant. I mean, your dad started a business and now you're doing it and you're wondering if your sons will be involved. The whole fa family dynamic thing. You, before we met, before we got on the phone here, we talked about how you felt like you were a small part in your father's big plan and how that shifted. Yeah. I know everybody has their own story. My story is I have a, a large family. And actually, I'm the third generation in this business. My dad was a big personality in a good way, accomplished a lot. And I felt a lot of responsibility to that legacy. And legacy is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. However, to feel overwhelmed by that is a difficult place to be. I felt responsible to my father and to my sons and to my brothers and sisters. And I found that the best way to honor that was to be healthy myself. And if I was just trying to 
manage a legacy that wasn't maybe all my passion or where God was calling me. I was doing a service not only to myself, but to them as well. And so through this process of plan of a lifetime and figuring out as I was entering my 50s, how could I be most useful going forward? How could I help my sons figure out who they were and be the best husband I could to my wife? I determined that I needed to be my own entity. It was not that I wasn't a part of the Whitmer legacy, but most importantly, I was had to be responsible for what Nelson Whitmer was and where Nelson Whitmer was going. And the focus had to shift. It's just a little bit of a mental shift. Instead of being a small part of a big thing that I was responsible for, the big thing is where am I going? Where does God have me going? And a part of that is the family legacy. And that simple mind shift helped me to focus and put perspective to where my life was going. Where would you pinpoint that realization in the five years that we worked? That's a great question. And I don't know that I have a pinpoint answer to that. I think that that realization developed over time as I started to accomplish things that included things that were outside the family responsibility. So I've taken on some other projects, some with my sons and some with my real estate investing and some of the other things I'm doing, pursuing speaking or whatever that are outside that legacy. And over time, I realized that everything gets better if you can make yourself better. Mm. That's beautiful. So it's at the taping, as we tape this, it is July 2022, six months mm-hmm. after your 1522 plan, your January 5th, 22 plan. What's life like now? What are you doing now? Yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's still challenging. Mm-hmm. I still have many things and some days are a whirlwind. I still have multiple businesses that I'm responsible for. But I am engaging now on my 527 plan. So I'm six months removed from the 522 plan, but I'm six months into my 527 plan. Mm-hmm. And approached the 527 plan just a little bit different because I had the benefit of the first five years. And we talked more about aspirations, if you recall. And we listed, I don't know, maybe 10 aspirations. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about and all of those aspirations align with either the physical, the spiritual, the financial or whatever. And so I'm looking at those aspirations and I'm trying to think about how to unwind my sole responsibility in some of these businesses and hand some of that off and work toward more of a mentoring role. And so had I not had the benefit of that first five-year plan, I wouldn't be able to be where I am in my next five-year plan. And so they build upon each other. And that's really the exciting thing about taking control and being your own entity and living your life with intention and getting through these plans. That's beautiful. And I want to thank you for sharing a little piece of a little slice of your life and sure. the five-year plan that you you were on. It's been, it's been a great journey for me as the coach. You've taught me a lot. When I embarked on this, I had all these plans for you. <laughs> <laughs> To yeah. turn you into a detailed individual because I felt that's where the joy is. And uh, we stormed a little in the early stages. And, and I finally came to realize that not everybody is like me. And rather than a weekly check-in with a lot of detail, it was more like you said, guardrails that were what you needed. And maybe in a future episode, we'll talk about the continuum of systems, the Goldilocks principle, where we all have a sweet spot on a continuum of 
very, very detailed to very, very chaotic. And we're all somewhere in that middle. That came out of this. So I think the lesson there is when you're involved in a five-year plan, personally, you improve the lives of other people around you. Right. It's inevitable. So Nelson, any last words? Yeah. You know, one of the things that you told me early on when we started was to picture yourself by the side of a river and just relax and kind of empty your mind, but not watch the things of your life floating down the river past you and look at it from a detached way. Mm -hmm. And from that, I was able to see what I was excited to see, what I was passionate about. Some of the things flow by I didn't like very much, you know, so you get to know who you are and what you can do. And then God can help you know what is your calling. And then out of that, one final quick story, I was managing a lot of my personal deposits and bills for my real estate investing business. And I would be behind because I'm not a detail guy and it took an inordinate amount of my time. And you said, you need to have somebody that loves to do that, take over <laughs> that. For, and we quantified it, if you remember. We did. Yeah. It, it, and what is that costing you? to fill out deposit tickets and run to the bank. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought I should be counting the money. I didn't know. So we did that and we went through an administrative assistant and she loves doing it and she's much more accurate and it's done and I don't have to worry about it because that's not where I should be living. And so those kinds of lessons you learn along the way as you're on your journey. That's right. That's right. When the more aware you get of what's going on in your life, the more disgusted you get with the things that don't matter. And you're drawn to the things that really pull out your passion. Exactly. And so you actually do the things that are necessary. I mean, it wasn't easy quantifying that process. It wasn't easy letting go of that. Right. And for you. And yet, like your son in the water was the motivation for you to keep pulling because you knew your son was first. This five-year aspirational plan is what pulled you through the things right. you knew you had to do, but you right. didn't want to. Exactly. And uh, that focus was, it was everything. So, That's and I can't thank you enough for the help you have been to me in that journey. So, well, well the listeners need to know that we have an ongoing argument. <laughs> I thought I, I was going to get the last word this time. Nope, you're not. <laughs> you will never get the last word on my podcast. When you start your own, you can have the last word, but you and I have always argued who is getting the greater benefit out of this relationship. And I know that it's me, but I want to thank you for taking that, the time out of your schedule. I know you're very busy. So I wish you all the, all the best. And I reserve the right to bring you back on another episode. Is that right? Oh, please. I love sharing my story and I I love helping with what you're doing because I think it can make such an impact on people as they're entering their fourth quarter to have themselves aligned with their vision And I fully, honestly believe that I am just heading into my best days. Mm. I'm 50 years old and I've put the work in and I'm still, now I've just got a tremendous amount of energy to continue to put that work in because it's not work. It's just Mm. not. It's a vision for life that you can't help but do once you get on that track. So excited to help however I can. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. This has been another episode of Sir Strong, Finish Strong podcast. I'm Scott Kokenauer. As always, I'm grateful for your time. There are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and you've chosen to listen to mine this far. I consider it an honor. 
Be sure to visit the show notes for all the information you need from this episode. And please subscribe to the podcast and get notified of next episodes. I'll talk to you on the next episode of Serve Strong, Finish Strong. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.